The following is a podcast with Dr. Mike Isretel. I don't know what else to say. I hope you enjoy the episode. How's it going, everybody? This is the STD podcast, uh, where we <laughs> where we discuss exclusively <laughs> oh, uh, sexual health and past sexual encounters. And we thought no better guest to have on than Dr. Mike Isretel. Dr. Mike, how are you doing today? I am doing exactly as you would expect a person with a very short sexual history, but a lot of sexual disease encounters to be doing. Sweet. Unlucky. Yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about then. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being on. I think yeah. it's generally a bad idea to have as many people you're friends with on a podcast at the time. Because well, the, the discussion is going to spiral into nonsense. But, but, but before it does, can I go around and make quick... Um, uh, facial hair and haircut critiques for the yes go ahead okay we knew this was coming okay yes trevor my man you know i love the color rotation it's always a different taste um beard trimmer what's that <laughs> don't know don't care uh dylan uh real you know it's a good look a little hardcore west side beard type of look in order to look tougher and really nail your demographic, I would recommend having at least a bald spot. Oh, um, okay. Too much hair on your head tells me you're not serious enough about your androgen dosages. Um, and then shimmy. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> Can you turn a little bit to the side so the folks get a little taste of what's going on? Yeah. So I guess you just tried to become... Uh, the exact replica of a Jean-Claude Van Damme villain. Like if chat GPT or whichever one draws pictures, like draw me the prototypical Jean-Claude Van Damme villain, it would be you. Mike, have you seen Three Ninjas or no? Absolutely. What, what kind of question? Do you know what Snyder looks like in Three Ninjas? Oh, yes. Bro, number one, I'm there. <laughs> Second, have you seen Karate Kid 3 or no? <laughs> Was that the one with the girl with the big titties? No, that was the one with the uh, megalomaniacal guy, Terry Silver. I know you watch Cobra Kai. So. Yes, tell me, Terry Silver, yes, absolutely. No, for real. And he's Jewish, too, so that makes sense. I don't think he's Jewish. That thing. He's, what are, you, are you nuts, Silver? No. He's a rich guy from L.A. named Terry Silver. What are you, crazy, Shimmy? That's amazing. <laughs> Silver? His name I mean, after a currency, goddammit. He's a commodity. Might as well be. Have you guys seen MacGruber? No. Oh my God! Yes. No. Okay. I should. No. I've heard no. good Dude, things. Mike, watch this movie. It's it's yes. horrible. It's yes. horrible. There's a there's an ev there's an evil villain called Kunth in the oh hey in now. the in the uh, in, and that's uh, he he has Jimmy's haircut. Hey, of course he does. Mike, did you, by the way, not know that this was called the STD podcast? That's no, no, no. I just Do know you know you why. Do you know why it's called that? Shimmy, Trevor, and Dylan. That's right. Yes. Or sexually transmitted disease. Yes. Well, it, Dylan, took us, it took us months code. to come up with that name and you deciphered it in like a minute. So, <laughs> so, so Dylan was like, it. Dylan was like, one day he's like, guys, we need to make merch. And I was like, we absolutely do. It was like, it you need to play our podcast because there's just like, you want us to be inside you. You know it. No, guys, I 100% will buy like at least two or three t-shirts. <laughs> oh, it's coming yes. out next week then. We got it. I, yes. I've been on the STD podcast. Like, oh. Maybe like thumbs up. Like, uh, have you seen yes. Steve-O's tattoo? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's ask Dr. Mike some questions. Maybe we can get this, some pr productivity out of this. Um, so, uh, Dr. Mike, how's, how's training going lately? Um, we... 
I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your uh, goal to achieve an IFPB Pro card and um, kind of how that process is going for you currently. Well, thank you so much for asking. Uh, I'm going to knock myself down a peg here. It's not so much a goal to achieve a pro card as it is the goal to show up to a Masters Nationals event over the next two to four years, two to three years. Uh, the first of which my attempts, well, second of which actually will be this coming July, July 2023. I did um, Masters USA's and December of 2021, and I took second in the Super Heavies. That was pretty cool. Very, very lean and quite dry. Um, I think after the show, I had like two gallons of water. I didn't pee until 12 hours later. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, very well. <laughs> yes, I was dry. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to swing my swing for the fences here. And if a pro card results, that'd be sweet. Um, I really do believe much more in process and performance goals than in outcome goals i think outcome goals are cool but to be honest um there's uh it's a weird thing to me about it because it's so uncertain uh it's just like why don't you focus on the stuff that you can actually have a high probability of attaining or i wouldn't even say kind of a known probability of attaining like if you ask me to give a probability of what's the probability that i'll hit all the workouts and meals and cardio for the next week, I say it's quite high. I can even give you a number if you like. What's the probability that I'll turn pro? I don't even know how to begin to estimate that probability. Um, was in a meeting a little while ago, and uh, some folks we were working with asked us to. It was a financial meeting for RP, and they were like, "What? Um, what is like kind of the value of your company in five years? You would like to see, you know, if you potentially you want to sell it to a bigger company?" And I was like, "You know." I can give you a number, but like, isn't this just all make belief at this point? Like a trillion, fucking a trillion, ten trillion, fifty trillion. Like, it, it, what point is it reality or not? So, uh, I say that only because, like, I don't want to be lumped into that group of people. Like, the, the tip of the spear of this group is. I'm gonna talk a little shit. I'll keep it anonymous, but there's a girl I knew some years back. This is an extreme example, but nonetheless, it illustrates the point. She. Um, had been lifting for the first six months of her life, life, lifting weights. And uh, in her Instagram bio was future IFBB pro. Like, lady, you crazy. Who says audacious things like that? And I know some people get off on that sort of thing. Like, it really motivates them. I know in combat sports, it's important to believe you are unbeatable in order for you to, like, go out there and do your best. But for me to do my best in bodybuilding, I don't have to believe shit except wake up, go to the gym, train hard, eat my meals, wake up, do the same thing. And then sooner or later, you just look crazy. And people are like, well, it doesn't matter what. You know, if you if you have a lineup ba backstage and you look at some guys and you're like, based on what these guys believe in, who's going to win? I'm like, I can tell you that guy's going to win. He doesn't have any fat on anything. You can give a fuck what he believes. He could be like, oh, I'm pretty nervous. I don't think I'm going to win. And be like, it doesn't matter. The judges don't know that. <laughs> you're going to go out there and they're going to be like, that guy's the winner. So I'm, you know, that's a long, pointless, roundabout way of me saying, uh, I just think it's all down to process. And look, if I never get a pro card, it would surprise me. Um, but uh, I will do, I will do some serious effort to that regard. And with that, um, I think like I, I'm kind of curious. Uh, obviously, it's somewhat of a, a a personal goal, 
Um, maybe it has some carryover. Maybe it's beneficial. Maybe maybe if you stepped on stage or you didn't, you know, the effect it would have on RP, give or take, uh, it's hard to say. But um, for one, I think it's really cool that, um, you know, you are someone who is able to potentially speak to um, a different audience um, being uh, as educated as you are and also being um, uh, achieving or, or, or reaching to achieve something like that. Um, is, is that any, is that any consideration within this goal or is it just strictly like, Hey, I just want to do this thing. I want to show up best, the best I can on stage. Um, kind of how, how does that work for you or how do you frame that for yourself? Well, it's a great question. So I can tell you uh, pretty intimately about the trade-offs, uh, the short-term decrease in intelligence that I experience on high doses of androgens is, is likely a net negative trade-off for the, for the wealth that RP accumulates versus my perseverance in bodybuilding. Um, me getting an IV Pro card would be a good thing, but like we already have Jared, and so the IV Pro box is really kind of checked. Um, you know, like if someone even much more popular than me, like Jeff Nippard, if he turned pro, would that really create any waves anywhere? Like, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe. Um, so it's definitely not a bad thing, and I think it's it's a it's a, a marginal positive if I do. Does it compare to many of the other levers I can pull at RP? Pro probably not. I think if I was, if aliens came down, we're like the only thing that matters is the success of RP, the company. Five years from now, if it doesn't grow by X amount, we're going to nuke the earth. I would quit bodybuilding tomorrow. Um, I would train to look just like good, lean, no more competitions, none of that shit, and just do you know tons of content and all this other stuff that we're doing, apps and things like that. So. Um, on the, the reason for why I do it, a big part of it is kind of a bit of a bucket list item. Uh, it would be nice to have a stamp on my passport, so to speak, and be like, like you're officially good at bodybuilding. Um, that'd be cool. That'd be neat. Nothing I ever thought I would be remotely in contention for, I will say. Like most of my life, I thought I would never achieve. Um, but as far as um, it being... communicating to another audience, I think that's probably a big deal. I think when a lot of people see IFP Pro next to your name, they're like, oh, this is a serious person. Now, at the same time, somebody like John Meadows, RIP, he was already a huge deal before he was ever a pro. And he was as big of a deal as he ever was way before he was a pro. And his pro career was kind of like, eh, things happened and then he wasn't a pro or he'd stopped competing. But, uh, you know, so I think I'm already kind of there as far as clout. And I am actually, you know, really jacked by, by most standards. Uh, I've trained with pros and nobody's like, who's that guy? They're like, oh, a lot of people are like, like, I've like had guys be like, you know, when, when is your next show? And I'll be like, oh, like Masters Nationals. And they're like, you're not a pro? And I'm like, no, it's like an awkward thing, you know? Like, you didn't get an invite to Stacy's party? I'm like, no, man, that bitch fucking hates me. <laughs> you know, it's the party everyone's going to. So it does help. It does help to speak to, like, you know, having an advanced degree and being an IV pro would sure be really neat. But I think as far as bodybuilding clout or whatever that would buy me, I think I'm largely already there. And just being jacked and lean and training a bunch of pros and being associated with them uh, is a good step of the, of the way there. If I'm being honest, um, would it be super fucking cool to just see that happen? Oh, my God. That's really like the only good reason I'm doing it. It's like a it's like nasty personal journey. It's like, um, do you guys remember the Infinity War, whatever that other movie was afterwards with the Avengers? 
Endgame. Endgame. It's like that one that motherfucker with the uh, with the uh, the archer guy. What's his name? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. When Hawkeye went on that like personal quest to kill every gangster in the world, that's kind of where I am with the hunt for Crow Card. It's like <laughs> somebody could be like, you shouldn't be. Nick Shaw is going to come out dressed as uh, she what's her name uh, and you know whatever what's her name a uh, Black Widow and he's going to be like, hey, well, you, you just come home and I'll be like, all right. <laughs> so um, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad you um, answered in that that fashion. I I. Uh... I kind of dealt with that myself uh, because I, at some point, was kind of shifting my goals a few years back, and I thought, like, what, what's the best way to kind of keep this sport alive? Like, I love doing it, and a part of me is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a pro card, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And as I started to do more media and just interact with more people, I started realizing that that may or may not make any difference. Uh, maybe some people will listen more as a result, but I think that, um, you know the results you're able to produce the the information you're able to you're able to put out the people you meet the the um, interactions you have those things are probably more important than if i got on oh my god so here here's another way to think about this look at who's really popular in in media in general and makes a gazillion dollars um jordan peterson does not go by dr jordan peterson is this jordan peterson what degree does joe rogan have um, what what accolades in bodybuilding does does uh, Athlean X have? My motherfucker doesn't even have a real name. Whatever, Jeff Cavalier. The Rock uh, was a joke of an athlete, literally a joke of an athlete. One hundred percent, and it goes by the name of The Rock. So it's one of these things where I think in the modern time it's fairly easy to say that people are interested in two things: one, a personality they find amenable like someone they can relate to in a sense of um, like, wow, this is like a really cool person that I can listen to speak. And I like hearing what they have to say. And two, somebody who can help them on their own journey. If you're an IFB pro and you're completely not verbose, can't use social media to post diddly dick. And also you're not really offering any kind of realistic help to people. But the fact that you're an IFB pro doesn't help 22 year old kid at the gym at all um there's not some kind of sweat that spills off your body that's gonna you know hit him and he's gonna get huge well technically if you're, if you're not enough trend i guess maybe um but uh, but uh mike think do you think it's also really audience dependent as in the audience that you're shooting for so i feel like whichever person you're going after you need to be a few standard deviations above wherever they want to be but so long as that's the case, isn't that kind of the check mark, right? So like, if you want to go after pros, like you and Jared, your pursuit in the last few years, RP was always for regular people, but you did want to lean, I feel like more into that bodybuilding sector. So you have to go there. Dylan, I feel like has to go there because that's his audience. He's not going after regular Joe and Jane. He'll take them because everybody needs money. Sure. But that's not like his thing. So do, do you think that there's a, there's some thought there? Like if you want to train pros, if you want to be that guy, well, you have to be that guy. You have to look like that. No. Where did Hani Rambod get his pro card? I couldn't tell you. He was supposed to be Jack though. I've seen photos when he was younger. He looked Jack back in the day. I don't know. Where did Chad Nichols get his pro card? No clue. They don't have pro cards. They barely right. ever competed as far as I understand. So you know the shimmy what you're saying depends on your target demographic or depends on the persona you want to become 
absolutely true. The standard deviation thing is, is a very, very interesting thing. So for folks, I'm sorry to be pedantic and risk being a piece of shit. I actually am a piece of shit, so no hiding it. <laughs> but um, for, for those of you listening, a standard deviation, if, if you're not clued in on stats, it's really simple. It's like how far away you are from the average. So if it's a or two, one standard deviation above, you're like, uh, you know, out of any three people we gather on the street, you're the, the best out of three. But out of every 10 people, you're like, you know, rank six or seven or something out of whatever we measure, let's say jackness. Um, two standard deviations, you're more like one out of 20, you're the best. Three standard deviations, you're more like one out of 100. Four standard deviations, one out of 1,000, and so on and so forth. So what Jimmy's trying to say is like you basically have to be like convincingly better than your target demographic. Now, I, I have a complex view on this. I think that for some demographics, that's absolutely true. Uh, but for some, it's not true. So let's take a look at the basketball community. If I'm looking at a baller, that motherfucker better be able to fly, jump off grandma's head and dunk backwards. Otherwise, nah, fuck that. I ain't listening to you. But in the world of fitness, it really depends on which demographic you're going for. Like... Um, you know the guy you guys know the, the guy Kino body Gregory O'Gallagher the real yeah. Bruce Wayne yeah <laughs> JK about to be Bane in that motherfucker's life <laughs> JK JK Mr. Mr. Bruce Wayne all all friendly um he's not exactly two standard deviations above anybody's physique he's like you know a fit guy and it looks good but that's exactly the thing is the people that look up to him they just want to look like that they don't want someone so impressive they can't relate so there's a trade-off between supremacy and thus clout and relatability. And there's people at all ends of the spectrum. And I think it more depends on who you're going for and how you package your brand. For example, Chad Wesley Smith, uh, how relatable is a 990-pound Ross water? I mean, fuck. Most people watch his videos. They're like, that might as well be a forklift. Fuck if I know. How strong is somebody like Will Tennyson? I mean, if you put a T-shirt on Will Tennyson, he just blends right into the crowd. It's like, where's Waldo? Um, you take the T-shirt off, and you're like, that guy's like a really good physique. That's awesome. But it's not exactly two standard deviations worth of anything. Will Tennyson's got a fucking million and a half followers or some shit. You know, fucking uh, skating on money. So that whole thing of being trying to be that much better than the demographic you're serving is mm, depends on the demographic and your approach to it. You could go for psychotic, just insane, outlandish, and, and that's what the appeal is. Awesome. Like Nick Walker. Uh, look, like there's nobody looks like Nick Walker, and that's a good thing. He can leverage that. But there's other people who have a more relatable look. Here's another perfect example. Omar Isuf. I mean, Omar looks great, but, you know, he's he looks relatable. He looks achievable. So like someone like you, Shimmy, like you have a body, I would say, like it's like peak, peak natural physique. Like that's what everyone wants. They start training with weights. They look at drug-free Jared Feather, or they look at current Shimmy. And they go, fuck, that's it right there. Like, if you gassed yourself up to oblivion, it wouldn't make you any more relatable. And if relatability is the thing that engages your target demographic, then you would actually start to potentially lose traction. Like, imagine if Michael Jackson, uh, RIP, imagine if Michael Jackson was still alive and then, like, somehow, like, we reverse aged him and all that stuff. And he just did a crazy series of cycles. And it was like 220 ripped. Like, Jamon, and like a lot of his followers would be like, I don't, I don't get it. Why is he so that, jacked? Is that Terry Crews? Is that Terry Crews? Would, would that be amazing? Come on now. Do these squats deeper. Oh. God. 
I imagine his voice would be a little in bit deeper. In which case, by the way, somehow in your <laughs> right. mind, Michael Jackson became a strength coach. I don't know how that happened, but somehow he went from pop star to athlete. Listen, he's got moves, and that's all you need. Um, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think I made my seen, point uh, perfectly. Have you seen Joel Seedman's training? I mean, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. He's yeah, Michael goal. Jackson would be amazing at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, podcasting uh, is so hard, Mike. You have, I'm so tempted to just go down with you on that Michael Jackson road, but like, I know if I do, we're not going to get anything done. Yeah. What are we here to get done, folks? Yeah. Let's like, like, be about shit. You if, wait. If so anyone listening wants information about shit, yeah. I just all I do on YouTube is talk about information. If you, if you guys want information, I'll shut up with the jokes, but we can all just do jokes and it'll be great. People just want more jokes anyway, so I don't yeah. Know. You don't think that Will Tennyson and the other guy you named Greg Gallagher are not a few standard deviations above the average person? We forget the average person looks bad. They're bad. Their audience is not the average person. The average person no. doesn't care about fitness. Yeah. Uh, their audience is fitness-interested young males with healthy testosterone levels. Are they two standard deviations more jacked than the average college kid? Fuck no. Look, no? Uh, okay. one and a half, one maybe. They're like, the, if you go into a college weight room, you're like, damn, that guy looks great. But he's not like that guy squatting 405 for reps. Like, that guy's a different guy. And maybe Will Tennyson is that strong. He doesn't look like – look, would you stop and stare at Will Tennyson in the street? No offense to Will Tennyson. Like, no, man. And you'd be like, oh, this is like he's got beach body, you know, which is fucking awesome. And that's what most people want. But then yeah. again, most people don't want to be two standard deviations away. Two standard deviations plus away means freaky. And I think all of us four on this podcast have like – an eye for the freaks like to us if we see shimmy if you see a guy at your gym that's 6 340 with strided triceps you're just going to be like i want to know more about who you are why are you where are you from all of us here would just be like exactly what i would say why are you together like, exactly yeah. guy? right none of us it would see like a guy who's like a cool six-pack and cool chest and be like oh my god look at that guy we like wouldn't bat an eye even though if someone objectively came up to us and be like hey listen what does most of the world want to look like? We're not insane. We'd be like, yeah, that 340 pound guy, of course. That's nonsense. We just have an eye for that. And I think sometimes that tends to bias us into thinking like that's the grand goal. Interestingly enough, like the way Nick Shaw and I came up, like um, we wanted to look like freaks because they just read a lot of muscle magazines. There's no other explanation for it. And we loved the look. Uh, would it have been better for us financially to uh, court a more pleasing physique? Maybe. Um, so I think it's important from a business perspective, from a self-promotion perspective, to have a good grounding in reality of what is my target demo? What do the people want? What are they most likely to associate with? And then separately try to figure out what it is that is good for my soul, what it is that I want to look like. Um, you know, my soul is going to be happy when I have like upper glute striations. That's how I'm going to be singing. Is that exactly like, look, you guys have been following me for long enough. I post glute striation pics on Instagram. I get fucking reported. <laughs> like People will like, I will lose followers. Eric Helms posted a totally nude picture from the back a few years back. And he like, he was reported. He lost like a thousand followers. And he had to make this post about like, guys, listen, like, uh, this is what I do. Bodybuilding is an art. If it wigs you out, namaste, see you never. But this is like the case. So at the end of the day, we have to understand at least the difference between to th those two things. Can you lean into a more hardcore appeal and look and fan base and profit stream? Absolutely. But there's margins to that as well. Um, and then I think the biggest way to do that is, to Dylan's point, I think, is winning stuff. Like uh, if, you know, winning stuff or having really good social media presence 
and really going for that freak factor. There's that like um, uh, Ilya Golem or whatever. Do you guys follow it? Uh, yeah. Instagram? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got some synthol going on, but also he's really jacked in real life. Like his Instagram is crazy and I'm sure he has no problem recruiting clients and stuff. Cause there's that just like, what the fuck is that factor? You can lean that way. You can lean into fuckboy factor. There's an odd middle ground where you're just a guy who uses a lot of steroids, but maybe doesn't look unbelievable. I think there's a huge pie and a growing pie for everyone. It just, you have to think through, what do I have to offer? Where am I going? What is my fan base now? And will what fraction of them will follow me to where I want to go? Will they drop off or will they increase? Like, imagine Jeff Nippard just went on the fucking kitchen, like Rich Piana kitchen sink cycle. He's almost certainly he's going to lose like a third of his followers or something because they like the fact that he's drug free and relatable looking. So I think that the whole it should be I hear you about like you have to be better than the people you're appealing to is a game theoretic way of doing things that works, but there are other ways like relatability, for example, which, which can crush in their own, in their own regard. And if you are a person who is known for relatability and you decide to become exotic, Oh, I don't know. Hopefully that works out for you. If you're a person that's exotic and decides to become relatable, that might work out with you. Greg Doucette sure did it. He used to be, well, he is not, IFB pro, right? And he was like jacked, really jacked. And then he like lost a bunch of weight, went down to about 190 pounds, looks good, very good, and is now more relatable looking. And so people are like, oh, like, I want to look like Coach Greg. And then they go. Like the, the fact that he's not a very nice man, notwithstanding, it is de definitely uh, was a good gamble on his part. I think because he does the fake Iago voice or whatever, and people seem to think he's funny, he did very well for himself and also has zero ethics and just goes after everyone all the time and makes salacious videos and no longer leaves his house. Everyone wants to beat the shit out of him. Uh, it's a price he's willing to pay, I suppose. But on the other end of that is like, that could have gone a different way for him. If he would have retired from bodybuilding, dropped a lot of weight and not caught on to whatever it is that TikToker kids like to see, he could have just been like a guy that used to be jacked that isn't as jacked anymore and is now mostly irrelevant. And, and that's another thing I've seen before. I'm sure you guys have seen it. Is like guys who are amazing when they're pros, uh, very sought after, the conversations about them, they retire, they shrink down. And then people realize that the only value they ever brought to the world was summed up in like this pose. <laughs> and that was it. And, the, and then they don't make tons of money afterwards and they don't sell in anything because they can't switch to that next layer of, what else is it do I have to offer? Is it my communication skills? Is it my relatability? Is it my intelligence? Is it blah, 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 blah. Do any of you guys on the pod actually think about that when you're making content? Like Trevor, for example, everything that you post are your workouts. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think of a time in 10, 15 years when you don't feel like working out anymore? Are you just going to quit social media? Because like, as an example, and Dylan, you the same, like you also post educational things, but for the most part, a lot of it is working out. Mike, I could ask you the same question, but you are an educator first. So you are always giving value first. Yes, you show your workouts and stuff, but it's more so like, here's just me showing my principles in action, but it's not like complete narcissism, just like, look at me work out. But you're totally right. There's a large swath of people where it's like that, where all they do is just post their workouts and post their body. And it's like, what about when you don't feel like working out anymore? What are you going to do then? You're not going to have content. You're going to suck. I, th Robert, I think, I think that question was directed at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think about that actually. 
And I, funny enough, after you bounced last week, Dylan and I talked about it some. Um, for me, like making reels like you, I don't have the personality you do. So that just doesn't jive with me. I don't want to do that, but I find stories and Q and A's to be a effective way that I enjoy to pass on information. So I'll probably just find a different way to post with that. Even if I don't want to work out, I mean, shit, next month, I'm barely going to get a chance to train. So I'm going to be leveraging that instead. Yeah. Right. I think, I think it speaks to document don't create. So, you know, what are you doing? What are, what are you um, going through? What are you, what are you maneuvering? I mean, like it's likely that some, some of your fan base is going to have, have dealt with that or is dealing with that. Like, Hey, I have to take some time off because of work or, Hey, I am retiring because my joints are messed up, but I'm going to do BJJ or whatever it might be at the same time. You know, how many of those people are going to actually follow you to through with that? But um, I, don't know, I guess there's something there. Well, I have a lot to say about this. Yeah. Uh, if I can, Shimmy, is that okay? If I answer, yes. Rip it. Um, so there are many ways to promote your social media without relying on yourself as the person who is the onus of the content. <clears throat> For example, how many of Coach Kasim's individual training sessions of himself have you ever seen? I've seen a few videos here and there. Is anyone interested in what Coach Kasim is doing in his own training? Fuck no. I don't think he's interested in it. So what does he do? He has videos of his client or of people he co-works with in his facility where he breaks down and analyzes and talks. And that's something that when the three of you guys are done being as jacked as possible, you are like way overqualified to be doing shit like that. So Trevor, if you still coach clients in 10 years, you could just video your clients and then talk about technique, breakdown, tips, etc. Shimmy, Dylan, like applies to you guys a thousand percent. And the thing is, is that while people take inspiration from jacked people training in the sense of like you scroll, whoa, cool scroll. It's not clear, clear to me that that monetizes very well. It's not clear to me how much that helps people at a deep level. You can see a lot of pictures and videos of very good looking or very jacked and lean people, but it might not help you a ton but if I get to any one of your three pages, um, Dylan, I've, I've noticed you've cranked up the content uh, considerably over the last several months and years. I mean, I can just be like, holy shit, this is like free knowledge. And then if I'm someone who's you know coming up in the fitness industry myself or just someone who's trying to be in shape and I end up following you guys for whatever reason, I may be inclined to send you a DM. And be like, hey, like, I noticed you hack squat this way. What about this? And you just answer a couple free questions for me. And you're really nice about it. I go, oh, thank you so much. And then I don't need anyone to coach me because I'm fairly competent myself in this scenario. But like my uncle is like, man, I just need a coach. You're like, I, like, I know this guy named Dylan or Shimmy or Trevor. And they're like, who is it? This is the guy who's going to help you a ton. He's helped me before. And all of a sudden, like, even though you've never worked with that person for financial gain, you're getting a referral. And then who that uncle doesn't know anything? They're going to be like, well, BS, shoot me over his Insta. And he's going to be like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, my son Bobby says you're great. You're going to read the DM and be like, who the fuck is Bobby? Uh, there's a lot of people I've had sex with. No Bobby is okay, that's good. Um, and 
then they're going to be like, oh, do you have like coaching plans? And you're like, holy fucking shit, I'm in the mix. So I think a huge thing that a lot of us can do that doesn't really leverage our physiques at all is like, how are we helping people? How are we educating people, troubleshooting for people, answering questions? I mean, in the Team Full Round Forum, Shimmy, are you in that motherfucker yet? You better send me a send me a DM. We got to get you in. Uh, although we do have a oh god, I'm gonna cancel myself. I was gonna make a joke at the expense of both of our Judaisms, but uh, dude, you did it on our video. You might as well. I I'm very uh, proud of my Judaism. So are you. So it's all good. We just have like a thing where like it's enough certain number of people of our ethnicity in Team Forum Forum. You know what I mean, Shimmy? It's just kind of so much, you know. Yeah, I think this isn't shul after all. You know? <laughs> I'm what kidding. I uh, would give, Mike, what I would give for you to go with me to shul was there's not enough of King Midas's silver that I would give for that to happen. That would be so funny. For five thousand dollars, I would do it no problem. That's <laughs> it. You're like, well, hold on a sec here. <laughs> Your own Judaism. Doing like, what are we talking about? Uh, I'll give you five bucks and a free. Free McFlurry from McDonald's. Right, can I give you some uh, Ruggalock to sweeten the deal? You end up giving me five bucks. I'm like, where's the McFlurry? You're like, the, the machine's broken at McDonald's. 100%. You accurate. 100%. Negotiation's never going to end, is it? It never <laughs> ends. No, no. Uh, on a serious note, though, like you, you, what you guys do at Team Forum is just like answer a fucking zillion questions. And that's the most value I've seen created in any one space at any one time. And I mean, look, I, I'm not here to like, stick my dick into your tea but i do imagine the people you meet through the forum probably dm you guys and they're like and you coach me and by the way for the record if that's the case by all means coach the living fuck out of them uh it's awesome and it gets just what it, but that's a private forum if you guys do this in public with your instagram it's just this big revolving door where people people want you to help them and if they look up to someone super jacked and they send them a few dms and they never get any answers well they're not going to pay that person there's no way to pay that person. Uh, and, and if they look at their coaching plans and it's like, well, $1,000 a month, like, fuck that. What are you, crazy? I'm not made of money. And they go to you guys, it's more moderately priced. It's more relatable, et cetera. That's how people get in the door. So that whole thing, basically, to answer the question of, are you worried that your content will become less relevant? Uh, it doesn't have to be because you could just pivot. And I encourage you guys to do this even now. Don't just put out videos of yourself. Uh, put out videos of your clients, put out technique analyses, breakdowns, Q&A, all kinds of stuff, because the purpose of the way that you are successful on social media and fitness is helping people, helping other people. If you have a bunch of likes on your biceps, that's cool. Let me tell you guys another quick thing really quick. Um, a quick thing really quick. At RP, we used to sign all sorts of people to uh, rep the brand uh, for money uh, just to test the waters to see who converts better, right? And conversion is a matter of like how many users do they bring to us and buy our products. And one of our worst converting demographics was really, really hot ass girls. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like people just known for their ass. They, they may be aware of it on some level. They may be completely aware of it. They may not be aware of it. They have like this one girl we had she um, had 1 million plus followers on Instagram and she basically just didn't convert. And the reality is almost all of her followers were just people who either used her for instant inspiration, like girls scrolling, they're like, wow, she looks great. I gotta go to the gym. Or people who were like, wow, she looks great. Screenshot, bathroom, <laughs> tissue, the deed. 
that must be done. So at the end of the day, like just you looking good is nice and all, but it doesn't, it doesn't carry the day. I'm much, 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 I'm not worried about you guys at all continuing to be successful. Not in the slightest. I'm the opposite of worried. I'm like, I think you guys are doing amazing. You're going to do even better. It does. I don't want to say break my heart. It's a bit uh, extreme. I see people who are, I'll give you a caricature of this kind of person in their late thirties or early forties or sixties. If you're Asian and don't age, <laughs> um, they're known for being like a little, like a little fuck slut, you know, like a little fucking bimbo with little titties and ass and people like, 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 comment, comment, comment. And they get enough coaching throughput just by pictures of their ass. They have some clients and stuff, but their content is awful they they know almost nothing they can help almost no one the heartbreaking part of that is what happens when you're 47 years old and there's no botox in the world that can fix the wrinkles what happens when you're just not a little young bebopper anymore what happens when your page engagement goes down and you look at it and in your honest of moments you're like oh my god i'm aging out it's like what, what if you're the world's best porn star and now you're 51 years old like <laughs> there's a great fetish market on only fans i'm sure but it's not the kind of money you used to make if you work with your brain and especially if you work with this is a stupid euphemism but with your heart like you want to help people a ton man you know until you die you will be valuable as fuck uh but if you work it on just what your body looks like you know that's scary if i was one of those people i'd be like jesus like how do i securitize my future you know what i mean yeah i think it's something that i've maybe not super consciously done with my social is like trying to not make it solely about my physique uh, because yeah. I, I do, I do think from the, through the lens of like, will, will this be valuable to anybody in any way? Right. Like, yes. That's like, okay. So, so, okay. That's why you're posting it. I, I have no idea. Some people are like, I just post stuff on social media that like inspires me. Like, wait, what? You, you could just screenshot stuff on your phone. <laughs> the social media is literally for the other person. Like I, the clothes I wear, I wear exclusively because I'm comfortable in them or because I, they're free from RP and I have to put them on to rep the brand. I don't wear clothes to impress other people, which is why I look like shit most of the time. I don't give a fuck because I'm comfortable. Who gives a shit? But like on social media, it's kind of like, you know, you have to wear clothes anyway, but you don't have to be on social media. You sure shit don't have to post every day. So that whole thing of especially, especially Dylan, when people run their business through social media and they attract coaching clients to social media or their community groups or whatever, they have to ask the question of like, how much value is this post going to generate? And the value could be even as tangential as this post accurately illustrates that I'm a real person with with a true personality. Like sometimes the shit I post on Instagram is like wacky political stuff or some humor shit. And I, what I think that does is it rounds me out as a relatable actual human being. Like there's a sort of like, mm, almost like- Like you're not a robot. Yeah, like a curated anesthetized like fitness only. Look at my workout and you're like, is there anyone actually behind those eyes? And uh, so there is something to like some organic shit, but at the end of the day, that has to be the minor strategy and the major strategy has to be like, what am I, why am I posting? You'll also get people doing like, uh, this is always a huge pet peeve. Um, when people post the videos that they make on their phones for or like, here's my workout and half of the length of every clip in the fucking slide reel or the, um, what's that called? Carousel is like them 
hitting play, walking over, setting up the dumbbells, doing this, oh my god, rapping, walking bro. back. I'm like, you know, every phone has an edit function. You slide, slide, save. It's two finger movements. And I don't know, like maybe some people are like, I'm really like illiterate as far as technology. That shit is basic as fuck. And it's, and it's almost like, do you realize you're speaking to someone? You're providing value. You got to do a little bit of curating. The, yeah. You know, and people love that raw shit. They love that dingy cell phone shit. Like imagine if Dorian Yates had Wi-Fi networks, data streams, and cell phones back in 1993 when he was training for Olympia. Could you imagine a grainy cell phone footage of him fucking doing 405 underhand rows in Temple Gym in the UK? Oh, my God. His Instagram would be like 15 million people. Just go, oh, my fucking God. And it wouldn't have to be well-produced or anything. It's that gritty, grainy people like. But if I got to watch Dorian set up for five minutes before he does anything, I'm just kidding. to keep going. So there is a bit of it to that. It's like, what value are you creating? To at least try, you know? To that point, on like a very small level, you post a lot, obviously, but and obviously sometimes you'll post your workouts, but sometimes you'll do that where you'll literally just post a set and you'll be like, hack squat, set of 11, no music, just the music in the gym, no caption, no hashtag, no flashing angles. And you're never one to do that kind of stuff anyways. It's not your thing, sure. but, and those videos crush. Yeah. Like you look at the crush. Yes. Like talking, I was talking to the guys about this, like. My following is nothing. It's nothing, but Don't whatever. Stop, Shimmy. No, no, no. That's not the point. The point is, is like I was doing videos with like me being retarded on the voiceover and like different captions and da da da. And then I posted a video of me just like squats with nothing in the background. And the video for like my numbers did well. And then I posted yeah. on my story and I was like, do you guys want to see this? And it was like resounding yes. And you yeah. know, my, my shit is like boring. It's two minutes for a fucking set. You know what I mean? Well, and now hold like... on. Now hold on. I, so this is actually applies to all three of you. Funny that you guys all have the same STD and have a podcast. Um, how did you guys all get the same STDs? Mm -hmm. We fucked yeah. each other. Nice. I love it when it's just explicit. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cut. Oh, well, we did. It's we a lot did. of uh, the goat like time zone. Uh, we had to figure that out, but but we, we <laughs> difficult, <laughs> logistically difficult, but but possible. Yeah. Um, one of the things I follow you guys for, because I follow all three of you, is something that I think is a real big deal and you guys can leverage. It is technique ASMR. Like people watch your guys' videos because there's tons of idiocy in the gym. Do you guys ever watch someone do a squat in real life between sets? And every time they hit like just above parallel and come up, a little part of your soul like cracks like an ice diamond every like, day every day, yeah, every day. The, closer the, the matter it makes me <laughs> dude and and, and my, 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 right my, my worst my worst experience is uh when um their technique and setup is really good and then they cut their raw and you're like you're so fucking close you know, at least if you were like round backed and shitting your guts out and your knees caving in, I'd be like, wow, this is just like a dumpster fire. It's almost like you watch someone like drive a, a, an exotic race car and they don't even know how to gear shift. They're just in first gear. It's like, why did you buy that thing if you're going to do that shit to it? So I guess you know, Shimmy just straight up left the fucking conversation. So it was, it was part of it's for him. We'll, we'll really relate to him after. Watch it. Yeah. Where, you can watch his own podcast. Um, 
you guys have the technique and effort ASMR market completely cornered. I watch Trevor's videos. I've been watching Trevor's videos for years. I don't follow that many people. And one of the things I watch for is like, oh, wow, this is how I should be doing this exercise. And the other thing is like, I want to see how far he can go. And I'm like, oh, he's certainly he's a failure. And then he just does another rep. And I'm like, stop, stop, Trevor, stop. We need your team for him. Don't kill yourself. And he does another rep. And you're like, holy fucking shit. And he does another rep. I'm like, oh, my God. That stuff is so rare because like, if you follow pros, super jack dudes, they'll do, they'll pick up a really heavy weight and they'll, er, 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 and then they'll stop. And they're just like, there's something missing from my soul watching that guy fuck that exercise up. But you guys have this ability to do the exercise. I mean, Shimmy's like the king shit of this, uh, of just like unreal ROM, unreal control, unreal depth, unreal everything. Uh, you know, Trevor is the, the you know, obviously you guys are like, I made this analogy in a, a video. There, I was reading a book when I was a little kid about dinosaurs. And one of the things was the biggest dinosaurs in the world. And there was the ultrasaur, the seismosaur, and the supersaur. And they are res respectfully the tallest uh heaviest and longest of all the dinosaurs which one was the biggest well they're all three the biggest just different kinds you guys are kind of like that like shimmy has outright the most outlandish rom and psycho technique all of you guys have unbelievable technique trevor has like this ability to go close to failure and then like is basically trevor trevor's like icarus except his wings don't burn off like i'm yeah. pretty sure he's in the sun at this point he comes back wings look fine like very well uh and then dylan is like this gnarly combination of two of you guys who's also like fucking the size of like a house is you guys just post organic training videos and keep doing amazing technique and pushing ourselves and it, that's what people want to see i want to fucking see it and there's tons and tons of people like people made this comment about my training for a while they'll be like oh this is like real workout asmr and because they like the clanking the plates the background gym music or no music at all there's something pure to it this is like this is how you do a fucking pull-up this is the best goddamn pull-up video i've ever seen in my fucking life and then if you're in that camp of people who like good technique and rom and it's a growing camp you as soon as you finish watching that video you're like i want to go to the gym and fuck shit up is if i see a guy doing partial pull-ups like this i'm like i guess i just wonder what his cycle is because this is the only thing that's going to explain why he's so jacked i want to see what his parents look like to see why the fuck he weighs 290 at 23 years old you know what i mean like that's what i want to see but with you guys you know, i don't think you need any gimmicks you're just like be yourselves and lean into that fact that you're outlandishly in amazing shape can push harder than anyone and can do it with unbelievable strict technique but that's how that's how it should be done like uh, no no joke if someone's like hey i've been watching xyz's videos on how to train who else should i watch it'd be like the three of you assholes and they're like who, the, who are those people and just shut up and watch them because that's that's how it's done right and if i didn't know you guys if i walked into a random gym in oklahoma and just saw trevor training and it was with my friends. I'm like, what do you think of that weird guy with the purple hair? And he'd dunk like three squats in a row and be like, that guy's a fucking pimp, dude. I'm going to come shake his hand. He's the only one of you assholes is 100 people in this gym that actually knows how to train. That's a big deal. It's such a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. That last one, that last one that you just said is something that a lot of my friends who don't really lift weights, we talk about that a lot, especially when it comes to like our technique, our camp, um, where they'll be like, they don't need to know anything about working out. But they could walk in the gym and be like, I don't know what he's doing, but that's it. I don't know yeah. what it is, but but it's that. And yeah. he may not be the most jacked, or he might be. But sure. these other guys, they might be moving the weights, whatever. And I don't know shit, yeah. but that's right. It's, yeah. it's the diligence. I would describe it as diligence. The control 
Every rep looks the same. Every rep seems to be taken through a range of motion that you can't ask for anymore. It seems like there is a challenge. Like if you have dumbbells and you're doing dumbbell presses, the maximum challenge is to stretch them to here and then push them all the way to the top. There's no way for them to look and be like, how is that guy avoiding the movement? Because there's a level of that people, most people in the gym know that if you're lifting a lot of weight, they're going to try to dump your ego down a little bit. So they're like, yeah, but, and they start searching. They're like, is it, is range of motion is bad? Is the technique is bad? And if I was to watch you guys, I would end up going through that logical series of steps and be like, no, man, they got it all covered. It's just something, it's just something that, like, I remember training weightlifters and hypertrophy training at the training center, uh, Olympic training center in East Tennessee. And you would show them how to do a bent row for hypertrophy. They would just do it flawlessly or one, two, 10. And you were like, how, why doesn't it, like occur to you to cheat and they're like but this is the purpose of the exercise is to do this right and you're like right you're a weightlifter you've been inculcated from the age of five to do exactly what you were told that there's a certain beauty to that that like you said shimmy you might not need to know as an onlooker a whole lot about what's going on you're just like it's almost like this um most people don't know how to fight but if you see a guy in a gym punching the bag like this and you see a boxer fucking flow you're like that guy that guy knows something i don't know what it is that he knows but he knows it because you guys are that guy, geez, you kind of got it made. And most people don't want to be that guy because fuck that. I've been I've been inclining the seventies for years. I'm not going down to the fifties, goddammit. That's it, going back to tenth grade. I have dreams like that. They're terrible. <laughs> Although wouldn't it be sweet to go back to tenth grade with what you know now? Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think uh Shimmy, uh, what you said, I, I had to think about that because I was um thinking like how I would analyze people and uh you know people in the gym when i didn't know what i know currently and i did i i did i do recall looking back at people with you know pristine technique and just knowing like noticing something that was like you know pleasing about the way they trained right uh lee priest i remember like he was very diligent with how he did his movements uh there's another person i followed coming up was uh, cody montgomery he was younger so i kind of related to him I just yeah, remember yeah. it was very consistent and I just didn't know, I couldn't grasp like, how do I do that? But I just know I like that and I want to do that. Yeah. Well, so that's a good point. Here's the funnel for you guys. You guys train amazing. You post it. You train your clients amazing. You post it on the on your social media. People see that. They love it. They don't know why. They like your page. They follow you. Later, you give explanations on why and what's good. And they go, wow, that makes a ton of sense. They try to do it themselves. They succeed. They fail. They succeed. They fail. They decide they want your help. They hit you up in the DMs. You just DM them back a cock picture. That's how I start all my conversations. Pretty much. Because like if you you might, might as well see it now because you're going to see it eventually. It's like a filter system. We're talking about your dick, right? Yes. Not a picture of a rooster. No, no, no. <laughs> and and the, my, the uh, picture is a bit illusory because my penis can only be seen in an electron micrograph. It's not actually light that you're seeing um, but it's there technically scientists say I, I technically have a penis that's what the doctor said he so looked really what sad. you're saying is you're more of like a grower guy not a shower you're more of a grower mm-hmm. or you don't show or grow you just know. used to tell people that shimmy and it turned out that also was a lie i'm neither a grower nor a shower what i tell the ladies is what your boy lacks in penis size he makes up for an attitude. Now, at that point, they're usually walking away from me. I'm also four foot one, so they just maybe never saw me to begin with. But uh, I'm there. That's my guarantee. I'll be there, baby. You know what I'm saying? You tell me, unless it's more than five miles away, because I can't walk that far. Interesting strategy to become a bodybuilder with such a small penis. 
because it just yeah. makes it small. Makes it proportions and such. Dude, Dylan, you really said it all. Because we all start bodybuilding thinking it's going to make us look more manly. In all the pertinent ways it does. But but then, dude, I fucking, this is like, here, here's me telling the story I shouldn't tell. I was, uh, <laughs> back in my single days, I was like text flirting with a girl. And this is the first time it ever happened to me. She's like, let me see it. Show, send me a dick pic. And I was like, well, gee whiz, people really do this? <laughs> So for the longest time, this is still statistically very accurate. Girls don't give a flying fuck about your dick or how it looks or anything like that. Guys, like when, you know, random incels harass hot women online, they're like, send them a picture of their dick. And it's like, this doesn't, this is not, I know that you want to receive a picture of a vagina, but girls don't want to see a picture of your dick. But she was like, yeah, I want to see it. And I hit up my friend who uh, was a bodybuilder and had also done porn. And I was like, dude, what do I do? He's like, oh my fucking God, I'm so glad you asked me. <laughs> and he gave me all these tips because I was like, oh. I could have done this very wrong. He's like, first of all, zero head on anything. Your quads are way too big. It doesn't matter how big your dick is. And I don't want to know, but it's going to look small. And I was like, well, thanks for that compliment about my quads. Also, it is small. So really, thanks. But uh, yeah, it was just like, I thought I was bodybuilding look better. And it turns out it just makes my dick look small. You know what I'm saying? So what other tips did he give you? So the tips that he gave me. He so did not expect that. I absolutely expected it, uh, Shimmy, and I have I have an answer lined up for you. The tips that he gave me are apparently antithetical to what Jared Feather later told me was a good idea. Because when I told Jared Feather the story, um, he you know he's got the the Anakin persona, and basically the the TLDR on that story is I'm Obi Wan and Jared's Anakin, like one hundred percent Anakin. Jerry's a real thing, and he's like, come on, Mike. And he's like, that's the wrong advice. So I was like, fuck, like this guy gave me the wrong advice. I mean, your, your boy still hit it. So fuck, it worked. But um, he said like, you know, like angle it like from here, from your phone. <laughs> so we'll obviously get hard first, right? And then so like your legs are distal to the photo and then it makes like, there's maybe a foot in there somewhere really far back. And, you know, it's a, it's a, a mind trick thing. And she's like, explicitly, she's not like that guy's dick's the size of his foot. But implicitly, it's like, Okay, apparently that was wrong. I forgot what Jared said is actually a good idea. Um, but uh, Jared, I think, has the opposite problem where he's too many inquiries for his sexual attention. So maybe he actually knows and practices the purposefully wrong advice to keep the volume of inquiries low. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's like, you know, it's like asking for basketball tips from like, you know, LeBron. Like, does he really know what he's doing or is it just all fucking just natural i mean lebron's a real smart guy so he does you know what i mean somebody so talented in the in the sexual arts as jared feather right. we're gonna have to have jared on for this uh, specific reason I, I can harass him if you guys want by the way uh i do i do have another 15 minutes uh if if, if you want to have me on that long but if not sure. i'll just Dylan, just you're go gonna have so much fun timestamping that, and I really hope that you do timestamp. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100 percent Yeah, and I hope all, you keep someone being like Mike's number one tip to gain muscle that he's never shared. And that's what <laughs> I'm use. Well, you could just you could just title the episode like "How to Take Dick Pics" featuring Dr. Mike. That'll. You think YouTube YouTube will shut that down real fast? Oh God! Right, YouTube. <laughs> no. So then, just do it differently. Be like, "How to take Richard pics." How to take a great picture of your rooster? No, of your Richard. Ooh, Richard. Richard. Are you allowed to? Are you allowed to thumbnail? Like, hey, hold on. Actually, that's Scott the video guy right over here. Yeah, hey, Scott. Are we allowed to? I'm on the podcast with 
the uh, Dylan. Why Perry. is Scott not here? Can he come here? <laughs> I can't repeat what he said. Oh, you heard great. We're gonna get yeah, canceled. All right. <laughs> um, but yes, it sort of is. Um, are you allowed to like thumbnail something on YouTube? Like get laid more, or is that like will YouTube splash? Oh, totally fine. No profanity, no nudity. No profanity, no nudity, but otherwise innuendo, I think works. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. Like Dr. Mike's tips for getting laid now. This is going to be a great thumbnail. What a oh, huge yeah. disappointment when they actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> get absolutely no value. See, you just get a whole rant about value. Now to have marginally more sex than what you're having right now. Not a lot more, just marginally more than right now. Shimmy, Decent. I, I, even that would be illusory because I don't think anything we've said on this podcast so far qualifies even for that advice. Well, what would you take? You're intimating that if you sent a more quality dick pic, your rate of sexual encounters might increase. Might. Yeah. I suppose that there's a calculus there where depending on the kind of dick pic you send the girl per her request, she there's like a marginal probability that she's like, eh, I'm busy tonight. Or if you send the right one, she's like, when are you coming over? I just don't know if it really works like that. Yeah. I wonder what kind of dick pic you would have to send. What is it? I asked my dad. My dad's a real serious guy. And every now and again, I ask a bullshit questions just to get him riled up. And I was like, dad, like, what is there like, how much does penis size matter in the grand scheme? And you he's asked like, your dad sure. that? like, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, he's like, it doesn't matter as long as it's not small. And I was like, damn, that's fucking wisdom right there. And I think, I think that's maybe what, what girls want. Although I do know for a fact uh, I do know of people that have been turned down before because their penis was intractably large and was just like a square peg round hole situation where the girl was like, I'm not going to bleed my way out of this one. Fuck you. And by fuck you, I mean not fuck you because go get you a horse or donkey or whatever the fuck could take that thing. Good God. So there's hope. Speaking of which, sorry, Dylan, I cut you off. Oh, no, I just said so there's hope. Well, for you, you fucking freak of cock or whatever the hell. I never he said would, anything would, about my cock sense. size. Yeah, Dylan, sense. you would have a fucking mandingo. Does, That's definitely true. It would make total sense. Dylan's a boy. That's nonsense. Yeah. Why would you say that? <laughs> you, okay, wait. How about this? You can literally go on social. I won't say anything about it. You can go on social media. There's photos of me in posing trunks. Does that really say much of anything? <laughs> <laughs> You could be a grower. Um, also, there's some wrapping that can occur. Listen, I'll just cut to the point. Shimmy, you do realize that Ron Jeremy is Jewish, right? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> what a proud moment. Crazy. But also, um, I'm going to try to be as respectful as possible. The probability that Ron Jeremy will hear this is vanishingly small. I don't want to look at him when I'm looking at things that I want to ejaculate to. Yeah. I mean, if he showed up to like a porn audition and I was like the producer or whatever, he'd show up and I'd be like, listen, guy, like we all want a shot at the title, but you just don't have the look. And he pulls his pants down. I'd just be like, holy shit. And look back up at him and be like, still, I do. No. <laughs> no. Also no. But maybe like he could do like a stump cock thing where like, the, you know, like they zoom out and it's the other guy. They zoom in and it's Ron Jeremy. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Yeah, We're Ron talking about Jeremy relatability. No, Holy Ron, shit. Ron Jeremy is no Dirk Diggler. Yeah. 
not a real person, unfortunately. Or or Bucky uh, Larson for that matter. Bucky Larson. Hey. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's so many things to say about like big cocks. Is there like a, a a point where it's okay? Like if you're in like the shower in high school, where like a guy's just like strapped up. Is there? Is it cool to just be like, bro, damn, <laughs> you know? Or, or is that weird? Is that an invasion of privacy? Um, I don't know. People, I will say, I used to work out for a long time when I was in high school and early college at the Jewish Community Center of Metro Detroit old rich jewish guys don't give a fuck about nudity they're in the as soon as they hit the locker room all the clothes are off and they will have conversations with you with their fucking junk hanging in your face they don't care and in a sense why should they i i got a lot of that at uh, 24 hour fitness yeah, no yeah. i think it's just an old guy thing old guy yeah. thing i don't yeah. shower at public gyms because i'm not trying to see any of that jimmy you fucking bitch that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Because you are, Jimmy. You shower at home, Trevor. What are you talking about? You are. What are you talking about? What you do? You even work. You just go to the gym whenever you want. Jimmy. Yeah, I mean it's true. Trevor has hinted at what we all know. You're a fraud. You need to get over to the 24-hour fitness. You need to get naked with the other guys and just let go, bro. Take a couple grams of mushrooms. It'll help you out. That's such a funny story. Take a couple grams of mushrooms to go shower at a 24-hour fitness on a Wednesday. That Apparently, is a great funny. trip. You that haven't so been able to do this yourself, so I'm just saying drugs can help. Um, even better, pop two Viagras, three grams of mushrooms. You might get arrested, but it's unlikely. I have a question with what you just said, and this is funny because I'm tying something in with, with Dylan and Trevor and I have talked about before. Is Cialis a thing for a muscle pump for enhanced people? And if That's it what is, they say. oh, you never tried it for this reason, like like a small dose. I did it for a show once. What was it like? Uh, I was on so much other shit. I have no idea. <laughs> Wait, was this the one that I saw you in Boca or this was a different show? Mm, you were remember. fucked up at that show when I saw you. you what you do you were, mean fucked up? I think you won, but when I saw you at, or before and after, you were like, you looked like you were dying. I mean, I guess it makes sense. That's what bodybuilding shows are like, man. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of, there's a lot of throughput, a lot of different stuff going on. Um, do, so I will say that people, I know a ton of people use Cialis. Uh, to increase the magnitude of their pump. A lot of them use it daily. Um, the, the real big question is, is the pump realistically causative of hypertrophy or is it correlative to hypertrophy? Is it like the metabolites and the crazy tension that give you a pump that grow you? We know the answer is yes. But is it also the pump? We do have mechanistic data and animal models and single cell models that says that the, mus- the pump itself is hypertrophic. But is that a transient effect we see in the first few cycles of cell swelling and then after which just has no effect or is it something that can continue obviously the research as far as i know about it of uh like arginine and no products that give you a pump is every single study i've ever seen um and i've seen most of them i think is that there's no effect on hypertrophy so that leaves me curious as to what cialis does i also know a lot of guys on gear for bodybuilding they'll just take anything man they'll take anything and if it, you know, a lot of them are on a bunch of toxic shit. A lot of them are in really bad cardiovascular shape. And then a lot of them have crashed estrogen. 
So then they'll take the Cialis because they can still get boners, and that's like a side benefit. So they're like, yeah, man, it's for the pump. I'm like, okay, it's also so your girlfriend doesn't leave you. I get it. But um, I just don't know if that's a net positive strategy. And I suppose it has very few downsides, but uh, it's nothing I've ever really fucked with. I also say if, I, if and when I take Viagra, I get that like a huge stuffy nose and like a weird mild headache up here. And like I see everything in various shades of blue. And I'm like, I'm not living my life like this. Fuck yeah. that. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I get the worst headache. It sucks. Oh, yeah. Trevor, you, you've experienced this phenomenon before? Yes. Though, while we're being candid, I will say, if you're a metabolically healthy person and you take Viagra, like a third of a tab or half a tab, yeah. you can do nonsensical things in bed and you still have an erection. There's some positions you take where you're like, I have a quad cramp. I'm not hard anymore. Fuck this. I can't do yeah. this. But with, with Viagra, it just doesn't matter. Like, you could have had your head cut off halfway through the sex and you'd still be pumping away with the biggest... And all you all need time. is, like, a third, right? I've heard this. I've never taken it, but I know people that do this. Shimmy, do yourself a favor. If you have a lady friend that's cool with the shit, it's just, like, it. it, it, it it's the true definition of enhancement. Like, it's superhero sex. And it's also, like, your dick will look bigger than it's ever looked, ever. And it will just continue to stay that big as you look at it. You go, holy shit, it doesn't matter what I do. You walk to, peeing is hard, because you walk to the bathroom, you're like, I can't even point my dick down. It's just like, boing, boing, boing. You know so what? Like, to, be, to be candid, I, uh, I, I take a small, a small dose daily, and uh, I, I noticed why that. Did you, why did you look to the left when you said that? I, what's what I want to oh, know. Who's in there with you, Dylan? That's exactly what I want to know. Why Nobody did you here. do that? My girlfriend's at work, okay? Yeah, that's sure a great excuse. Yeah, your yeah. boyfriend's in the room. That's what happened. <laughs> so, so Dylan, you do take a you do take a Cialis. I take a maybe? yeah, um, uh, more on the uh, like protective effects. I think there may be some cardiovascular stuff that it, it is at a very low dose. Uh, it, it's I think some of it's still emerging. I think there's you know there's like one study in muscle protein synthesis, so eh, maybe not there, but okay, um, maybe, but maybe. I was reading through some of Joe Jeffrey's stuff and I was interested, so. But yeah, uh, definitely noticed that that side effect too, though. I will say a better performance, uh, sexual performance, since we're the STD podcast, is very appropriate. Better so sexual good. performance. It's so good uh, that we ended up here. Drug that is a bodybuilding drug as well as carbergaline. Have you ever used carbergaline? I used it once when I had uh, progesterone sides from too much yes. trend because I don't take too much trend anymore. I haven't used it. Apparently, you can do like multiple orgasms yeah. or something. Is that yeah. for real? For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I've heard. You feel absolutely terrible every other part of the day. Like you feel like shit. But I mean, if uh, you know, that's I feel like it's uh, one of the things I value to you. You gotta. It's gotta be like a weekend getaway. Like, yeah, I can feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, just completely ruin your vacation. But at least some Viagra, some K Virgoline. Yeah, exactly. Do, they, oh, do, they, do the homies call it Humbergaline or no? Oh, I've never heard that. That was that was a layup that just had to be taken. It was there and just. I'll tell you exactly what that layup was. That was the NBA is mostly New York Jews circa 1933 layup. It was like one black dude comes out of nowhere and just goes, ah, and that ends the Jewish supremacy in basketball. Humbergaline. I'm into it. So like, I'm sticking to it. Fuck it. That's I, what I think it's good. On that note, um, I, I wanted to just briefly touch on, since we touched on the forum forum a little bit at the beginning there, um, I just wanted to ask uh, you, Mike, why you started that forum and um, 
uh, one thing I, I see a lot, which is kind of funny, is um people kind of mischaracterizing the team forum forum, like people who are maybe not in the know. And it thinks this is great, actually. Uh, like they're like, well, it's not full ROM all the time, like you know, trying to contextualize and all that. And, and I, from what I understand, it's mostly kind of a joke, right? Yes, it's tongue in cheek. It's not. It's not an empirical claim. <laughs> um, you know, like it's like looking at the company Delta that uh, does the airline company, and you're like, well, their wings are largely not Delta wing shaped. You're like, yes, yes, I know that. That yes, also true. So, um, how did Team Forum come about? Uh, my wife and I were watching a documentary that she made me watch. Um, and it was about an MLM scheme, more or less MLM scheme. I think actually just straight up MLM called Lula Rich. And it's, oh, uh, I watched Lula. That one. Hey, hell yeah. And yeah. so, uh, the company was Lula, Lula Roo or Lula Roo or something. It was just like two old people that decided to start a clothing brand. But I remember Crystal and I watching it and she was like, dude, community. Because there was some kids, the entire company was Karens, just like white bitches in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. And they were psychotic because they felt like they belonged. And I got to thinking about that. And Chris and I got thinking. And at the time, we were like, you know, we don't have a com true community group. And we realized, like, the people that were commenting on our statuses on social media, there was this developing understanding that there was, like, the right way to train. And then there was everybody else. And we wanted to have a place where people could go that it was like, this is the right way to do things, or at least the, the right way as far as we think. And maybe not the right way, but a right way. Kind of like, come join a club. And we also wanted for that group to personify kind of the spirit that we had, which is like, train right, eat right, set distinct goals for yourself, don't sweat the small stuff, and be super kind and supportive to everyone. Because like it's so easy to get caught up in your own bullshit, make fun of people, incels, blah blah blah. And while jokes are jokes and jokes are funny, at the end of the day, like we just kind of wanted to have a place of our own where, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's only one rule in Team Forum Forum, and that is don't be a dick, and you get one warning, and after that you're fucking out. And so far, I think we've kicked out maybe we have we're pushing actually a thousand members now, which is really sweet. Oh. Good for you. That's awesome. Yes, but all, all mostly due, well, almost wholly due to the recent marketing brilliance of Alex Ketterer. Um, I have a, a private nickname for Alex that I can't say, but he's German. So AK fill that in. Because it's not <laughs> there you go. My nickname's worse. Um, again, not YouTube friendly, <laughs> but he's been amazing. And uh, basically, we wanted a place where so we, we've kicked off with a thousand people. We've only ever kicked off like two or three uh, after warnings, of course. And that's because like, do you want to be helpful? Do you want to do things right? Do you want to be in with the team? Amazing. Come. We don't care. Uh, and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Do you want to be a fucking dick? Do you want to make fun of people? Like for real, for real, not as a joke. Fuck off. And because like on Insta, like we all like Jared and I have our own Instas. We do real well on those. You get all kinds in the fucking comments. So someone will ask a legitimate question they want an answer to. First of all, it's only social media, so it's kind of like I may get to it, I may not. Um, other people might get to it, but then they never know. The person asked the question, is the person answering, like, answering in good faith? Are they just being a dick? Is this sarcasm? Uh, can I trust the person? But now that we have the Team for All Forum, anyone that answers your question, like, oh, they probably know a lot of stuff. And if it's Trevor or if it's Dylan or if it's other folks that are clearly in high repute, 
people can go place and ask questions and until chat GPT kills us all or whatever, I'm kidding. Uh, it's like a great place to just like, when you're done with all the bullshit, you can come to Team Falau for. But if you have questions about your exercise and diet stuff, that's where you can be. And that's kind of what, what started it uh, for us is that idea that community is a thing. And, uh, and by accident, we grew a community of like-minded people. And then we were like, well, fuck it. We might as well make it a formal thing. And Shimmy, you'll love this part monetize money, 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 money. And you guys know what I do with only my RP money goes into one account. It goes directly to my butlers. Everyone is a public knowledge butlers, Lamborghinis. Everyone knows the team for raw money is actually siphoned in through. A, I have a special bathtub where the faucet isn't the water faucet. It's a money faucet. And I, I bathe in the money. And you know what? Even though I'm not physically clean after I do that, psychologically, like the preacher's fucking sheets, bro. The cleanest I could be. Because Shimmy, as you know, money is uh, is the root of all good. I I have questions, but I know that you need to go. I have I have time for three or four more minutes. Give me so a, all your of best questions, question. They're quick, they're quick and they're sub questions to this point. Number one, why did you use the Facebook platform and not just use a regular regular website? You already have a Team Four on website. Why are you on Facebook? Uh the ability to do live videos and the fact that Facebook was an option that we were ready made to just get going at a small scale and potentially leverage up later. Mm -hmm. Cause it was just easy, like accessible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And how come, um, how come you ended RP plus years ago? It seemed like there was a thriving community in there. Obviously it was a pace that it generated revenue. It was great. I mean, Trevor and I asked more questions than anyone there. Um, why should you get rid of it? Especially in the fitness space, knowing that everyone has a pay site. Everybody has a paywall with essentially you ask questions every week, you see exclusive content, whatever, whatever. We obviously you were on that early, but then you dipped, but everybody else still does it. Why don't you guys still do it? Well, now it's because we, yeah, T4 came a lot later. Um, there was an ROI problem with it where I had to be on it considerably. Uh, James and I were spending a lot of time answering Q&A on YouTube. And because we people were paying, we felt like we had to answer all the Q&A. Um, it was a very low price tier. So a lot of people just clicked yes for 10 bucks a month. Um, Team 4 Ram is 30 bucks a month. So people that are more serious are going to come in and thus we have time to answer everyone's questions. Not the plan of fitness have, model. Yeah, right, exactly. We didn't have Trevor helping us answer questions. So Trevor is like what chat GPT is going to become when it grows up. So it's like a miracle question answering machine. Another thing is um, we realized that when Scott, the video guy, and I were recording content for RP Plus, sit down video content, it was at that time that I did my debate with Greg Doucette on Omar Six channel. And after the debate was over, um, Greg, we stayed on for a, a bit and Greg just said, like, you're really good at talking. Why don't we have a YouTube making a trillion dollars? And I was like, God damn it. He's right. And so we started a YouTube channel or we had a YouTube channel at RP with just a couple of random videos. And then we started the Dr. Mike bullshit and that took off. And the YouTube is what RP plus is, except we realized like, why are we charging for shit when we can give it out for free and get the best paid marketing money can't buy like youtube pays us a considerable amount of money every month to market rp and so rp plus was a 
I don't want to call it a money grab. Nothing we do is a caricature like that. But you RPP Plus was that be okay. Say it again. You could call it that. It's okay. I could call it that. It, yeah. it was more of a money grab than YouTube. It was more short-sighted and like, oh, we have all these people that like us. We could charge the money for things, which is sweet. But I think with content, with videos, with Q&As, it's probably better to offer that stuff completely for free. And if anyone wants that next level, like you want to download the apps, you want to do templates, you want to do this other stuff, you want coaching, then okay, you might have to pay a little bit of money. And have, and because of that, have you noticed that you have to spend considerably less on ads, like on social or on SEO or on PPC? I don't know. I'm assuming you guys spend on that, but no, because um, when you spend money, we if we were trying to attract the same amount of people. We could do more YouTube and less ad spend, but we want more and more people. So our ad spend stays roughly similar, or there's a much more complex approach to ad spend that's outside the scope of this discussion. But the paid ads is its own animal. And then organic reach is its own animal. And it's like they're non-competitive. It's like if uh, you had two kids at home and one of them you know, was a volleyball player and the other one was a wrestler and the wrestler won some tournament, you wouldn't turn to the volleyball player. You're like, oh, good job, Stacey. You don't have to win today because your brother won already and it's good enough. Like, wait, what? Like, why can't everyone win? You know, the more winning, the better. Yeah. Although I would like to raise children like that. Nasty, vile, toxic competitiveness encouraged between siblings at all times. And then both of them train at Taekwondo from a young age. They grow up they want to love each other because they really do. They have that sibling bond, but the parents always turn them against each other. Eventually one of them runs away from home when they're 15 and goes to like that dojo in Japan. You're not supposed to go to the other one stays and becomes America's greatest Taekwondo fighter. Then they get a little red envelope in the mail when they're 26 years old. And it's like come to the world underground martial arts tournament. Shimmy, I'm spoon feeding this to you. How does this movie end? Mike, I think you just explained anime. What do you mean? He breaks his leg and then he fights and then he fights Tong Po in a fucking cave. That's how it ends. Bro, my brain's going, I was my brain's going over here. I'm no, thinking, Mike, that's not... I'm thinking, Mike, Mike that's do you not... Think that you would send your kid to the Kumite when he was ready? Any child of mine should want to go to the Kumite when he's ready. I don't need to send you. If I raised you right, motherfucker, you'd be clawing your way out the door. He'll be grabbing the doors bolted with his bare hand as part of his training. Goldfish, piranhas, yes. sharks. Yes. Dylan, Mike, Dylan, you, what, what were we I was going to say, Mike, you should know this more than anybody. We, uh, how you raise a kid has almost nothing to do with how they turn out. It's probably going to be a mailman. I don't want to hear this bullshit from you, Dylan. I know from you first. Lie. I know. I don't want to hear it back. I want uh, to. I want to train my kids to be martial arts. Next, sure, you're going to yeah. take, tell me Taekwondo is not an effective combat art, but <laughs> there really is no underground kumite. I don't want this bullshit from you, Dylan. And honestly, you're being like a little toxic right now, and it's kind of sure. rude. I want a world in which Steven Seagal is the best fighter. Don't you guys want to live in that world, Mark? What are your? Th I mean, Mark. Wow, I just called Mark. you Mark. He is. <laughs> like what are your Trevor's like? I, I don't get the joke. <laughs> what are you, what are your thoughts on Marked for Death as a uh, cinematic masterpiece? I mean, like I think you said it all. It's a cinematic masterpiece. You know Marked for Death very yes, absolutely. Okay, mm, you, well don't, you don't quote it, so I don't know. I'm no. obsessed with it. It's one of my favorites. So not everyone brain power is taken up with movie quotes like you, Shimmy. Yes, they are. Mike's is. I know. It. I can do a lot of movie quotes. My dad is the king of movie quotes. I think um, I really need to re-watch. Here, here's the problem. 
a lot of these movies I'll rewatch um, on weekends when I'm finished with work and I'm high on marijuana. And then, and then I have to wonder, is this sarcasm or are they really, this is their best attempt at cinematography. And then I realized it's the latter and it's maybe not depressing, but kind of too sobering. No like, retreat, no surrender is the pinnacle of that. The pinnacle. No retreat, no surrender was who is in that? So that's Jean-Claude Van Damme's first movie. He doesn't speak at all. He plays an angry Russian. And all of the audio is like from a video game when he comes in. He's a complete badass. He doesn't speak. He's the villain. And he just fucks everybody up. He is the villain. I have a hard stop to never watch movies where Jean... I don't watch movies where Sylvester Stallone, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, or Arnold Schwarzenegger are the villain. I just don't do it. The only caveat is... um, I sorry, I, I've seen parts of Terminator One, but I don't like to watch it because I don't want to see Arnold as the bad guy. Um, Dude, the only caveat, yeah, like, why would I want to do that? I, I can't. Um, the um, nineteen ninety five, I think, or ninety four, ninety five, the George Clooney Batman oh with Arnold as Mister Freeze. Great. How many how many lines can you spot off like any time? Well, the best Arnold quotes. Ever Some of the best Arnold quotes ever. Breeze in hell, Batman. <laughs> I, I mean, it's so good. Brilliant. And he's a villain, but he's not because later he's like, I only went to do is save my wife. And in and, and the number of one-liners at the end, when oh my god, that movie, I gotta rewatch that movie. High as fuck. He when the fucking what's her name? Poison Ivy. She's like, he loved me. He loves me not. And then she finishes pulling the flower petals and like, he loves like, me not. And then no, 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 no. She be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's a dark corner of the jail cell. And then his light comes on. It's like, boom. And he's like, not. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a bitter harvest. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Just, I'm like, going to watch that right now. Fast. <laughs> I'm gonna watch something Mike, right whenever, after. Uh, whenever I see you again, we'll hopefully we'll do a, a marathon of just like old shitty Golan Globus movies. That, that's <laughs> I'm gonna invite my dad because he's gonna be all about it. Revenge, Revenge of the Ninja. If you know, oh that. yeah, oh absolutely, yeah, all of it. Lionheart. There is probably a person who was like in their fifties, who like their kids were watching those movies in the eighties. And they were like, movies suck today. And I want to like come back from 2023, like, hi, I'm from the future. Yes, this is an iPhone. It's really cool. You're right. <laughs> Objectively. <laughs> and they're like, thank God. It's like, it's not just the new shit. You're right. These kids are going to grow up and regret that they ever watched these movies. Do you have, like, you have people who like Golden Globus movies like you? And when you meet them, you're like, I've never met you, but we're best friends. I've never met you, but like, I know you. When I see clips of like, blood sport or whatever and i read the comments i'm like i don't know you you're my best friend we're 100%. friends you're great you're great especially when they pay attention to the idiosyncrasies i will i will say uh i gotta go in a sec here um the sure my alarm does okay um the training montage intro movie for blood sport when that song comes on I want to beat the shit out of anyone in my way. I want to train for forever. MRV Infinity. Like, yes. God damn it, that shit. Oh, my God. And then Chung Lee is breaking the fucking ice blocks, and that rich white dude in England is breaking the fucking wood. I don't know what martial art that 
was rich that's like steve hall or something on his day off um <laughs> i i can't i can't love enough the soundtracks they really got right back in the day i mean and also uh michael dudikoff who is the star if you don't know and if you don't know you're a better person you than know that i know you know, uh, that you know for Joe sure but, but, if, but if the podcast listeners don't know then good don't ever watch these movies it's just huge i think i showed them I was like uh, becoming friends with Jared uh, 10 years ago. And I was like, you have to watch these movies. And I made him watch American Ninja 2. He's like, I hate you. And I was like, I just deserve it. <laughs> this is awful. Because um, I was always like, it gets better. But then it never gets better. It just gets yeah. worse the whole time. I always thought that, dude, the way you, I thought the way you pick up girls is you just like kind of just stand there and you sulk a lot. And they just come to you because that's how Michael Dudikoff got girls in American Ninjas 1 and 2 and 3. And, um, and it just, uh, it, it's just not remotely very good pickup artist advice. And I wish I had different influences when I was younger is what I'm trying to say. Please do a training video with one of them. When your following grows and you have the class. Like a real, the real Michael Dudikoff? Yes. Jimmy, I won't be able to breathe. I can't stand that. Like, literally, if you're like, oh, like, here's like, I don't know, like, who the fuck's famous? Like, Jay-Z, I'd be like, yeah, what up? You know what I'm saying? Let's do this workout. Right. If they were like, oh, here's like Michael Dudikoff, I'd be like, uh, Mr. Dudikoff, I, I, I'm a huge fan of your work. And he'd be like, Are you being sarcastic? He'd be like, Not in the least, sir. <laughs> a little bit, but not in the least. He's like, I was there for your explosion when you met your master at the end. I know what happened. He's like, Oh, you're delusional and have the mind of an eight year old. You're like, Yeah, yeah. So good. So good. Anyway, I think we said it all, fellas. <laughs> yes. yes, sir. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Really appreciate it. Awesome. If you guys want to have me back in a few months and actually ask me uh, questions about training without me <laughs> sidewindering into nowhere, I'd love that. But we, if we you ever want to have me on again, I understand. We give some good tips there and here and there, I think. Maybe. Uh, did we, though? <laughs> and someone's like got a notebook of tips. Like, well, clearly, we, a tab we, of Cialis. So. We cover the important <laughs> issues. Yes. Yeah. I'll make sure to summarize it in the show notes. It's basically all the value that was in this podcast. Someone's reading in the show notes like, wow, that's so awful. Uh, all right, Mike, we'll get you out of here. Uh, have fun at the Arnold, and thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Both awesome, of you guys. have Thank fun you at the Arnold, Trevor, because Trevor's going to be yep. there. Celebrity. That's why I'm there. That's right. <laughs> Trevor, Viagra before you meet the people. And Kaburgenly, if you meet them, I'll send Yeah, you. I got to make sure I Oh, them. my God. Trevor's miserable and hard the whole time. We're like, <laughs> you made a mistake. Your friends are off. Trevor, stand, stand behind the booth, please. <laughs> do I come out and take a picture? You're like, I can't. I, 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 I got to do it. I'll stand right here. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me yeah. on, guys. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed whatever that was. If you're interested in coaching, please click the consultation link below and the links to Dr. Mike's social media as well as Team Forum are down below in the description. I hope you enjoyed that shit show. <laughs> Thanks for watching.